yep. regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Welcome to the show, Blue Collar Blacklisted. I'm your host, Stanley Hudson. We are going to rip right out of the gate because uh, I get a lot of uh, messages about Kanye West. A lot of stuff going on with this guy. Some late-breaking developments as of this recording. Um, so I guess he met with uh, Trump early this week. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw. So, and he, uh, so Kanye West, which they... I refuse to call that guy yay or ye or whatever. Like Yeast. I'm not doing that. No. You know, you know I'm not doing that because that's dumb. Yeah. You can change your name, but I'm gonna call you and I don't even know if Kanye was his birth name, but we'll just call him that. Kenya? Maybe. But he brings a lot of it was like Bob. It's probably well, it probably is. Either way, he brings this Nick Fuentes guy who's, and I don't know that he's a white supremacist. They're saying that he's a white supremacist. Yeah, I'm wondering the background on that guy. Like, wh- I mean, most why, white why supremacists they- hang around black eyes. I know that. And and the the thing is too that Milo, impronounceable last name, y- y- Yemenopolis or however, who was loosely affiliated with Trump's campaign in 2016, um, he's in this little posse. So basically, they're cling, clinging on to the Kanye West guy. It's it's a weird, weird scenario. It's a toxic scenario. These guys are moon bats. But why is he being labeled as a white supremacist with this? I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with him. Well, because he, I guess he's got YouTube videos back around 2014 where he's saying that, I think he's saying some anti-Jewish things, and I I don't know what now as far as, what makes him a white supremacist, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't even... Nicholas Joseph Fuentes is an American white supremacist political commentator and live streamer. A former YouTuber, his channel was permanently suspended in February of 2020 for violating YouTube's hate speech policy. He holds anti-Semitic views and denies the Holocaust happened. Hmm. So is he a white supremacist? A or just a Holocaust denier? I don't know. Yeah, or a Holocaust denier or anti-Semitic or, or what Dude, is the, the, there's a whole lot of things that as far as what they it, like anything that it equates to you know their version of what anti-Semitism is and isn't which I would say that yes that's anti-Semitic to, to say to be a Holocaust denier but um, you know initially so so again a lot of things happened this week and so it started out that or was it late last week man I'm sorry I wouldn't even know what day this is it's Thursday but uh, they they met with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and so then the media took and like Kanye West sent around text messages or whatever, or leaked screenshots of texts about them meeting with Trump and that guy Nick Fuentes being there. So like the media just automatically latched on and ran with it, which is a very very weak thing. So now that you know Trump's hanging out with a white supremacist, didn't Kanye accidentally send out a message to a lawyer that? He was trying to send it out to Nick, but send it out to yes. a lawyer named Nick or something. 
yeah, so, yeah, he was... Tr- so did he screw up, or did he... Yeah, he, it's an attorney that, that him and Trump share, so that d- attorney told Trump, hey, this is, this is a setup. Yeah. But uh, on a... So Kanye West did a few shows this week, um, and on one of them he said, you know, Trump had no idea this guy was going to be with me, but see, the media doesn't care about that. Um, and so just to take... And we'll just play this short clip of Idiot McConnell, uh, Brian Kent from Georgia, and a few others did the same thing, but as if this guy's opinion mounts to a hill of beans anyways, anybody cares what he thinks, but go ahead and play that real quick just to, just to exemplify what they're trying to do here. First, let me just say that there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. And again, his highly unlikely to ever be elected in his opinion of the president or in his judgment to the president of the United States. Your judgment sucks. You didn't want Trump in 2016 either, so or 2020, but um, well, his judgment sucks because he puts China ahead of the U.S. anyway. Well, furthermore, dude, when you think about Barack Obama and his very close relationship with uh, Louis Farrakhan, an actual anti-Semite Holocaust denier, dirtbag, nobody cared. Nobody cared. The Democrat Party didn't disavow Barack Obama or Louis Farrakhan. So, it, you know, again, the double standards on full display. So, but to continue on what happened this week with him, he goes on that Tim Pool show podcast, Kanye West. And so he's trying to get, because he, I guess in the media lately, he's, he said some quote unquote anti-Semitic things about Jewish people from what I can ascertain in a general sense. And initially I thought what he was doing was kind of conflating because maybe he doesn't know how to articulate himself. Do we need to let Reverso say this? So that way, you know, it wouldn't be as bad coming from a non-Jewish, pro- a Gentile? Yeah. Uh, it's up to him, but he doesn't know what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, so anyway. Um, <clears throat> Reverso started sweating. Yeah, he's shy. He's bashful. So anyway, uh, the no. what I was saying, though, is that like, I, I, maybe he doesn't have the, which he's an articulate guy. He's not stupid. I, you know, to, to go back to what we covered a few weeks ago when he was sitting in that vehicle talking about, at the, and this was after those texts were revealed from his quote-unquote personal trainer, a guy that's the personal trainer of multiple celebrities that was threatening to to medicate him with antipsychotic drugs and then take his kids away. You you have to wonder, like, okay, so maybe this guy can't can't completely articulate what he's trying to say. His brain's probably running a million miles an hour. He's probably frantic and has a slew of psychological issues, seeing as how someone was medicating him and threatening. So they, they had previously medicated the guy, obviously, because he said he would do it again. And we talked before off air about it, like, in what world is it okay for someone to threaten to medicate you for, for saying something? like it's a, Because remember, what that guy was saying that was that if you don't stop saying the crazy stuff, I, we're going to have a problem and I'm, I'm going to put you back on medication and you'll lose your kids. You won't be able to see your kids. In what world is that okay? None that I know of. Well, in some countries. Yeah, it, it, which... 
and I, and I said it then, and I'll say it now. I, th- I think that a slew. I, I think that's why there is such uniformity amongst Hollywood celebrities, as far as them all talking the same politically. They're all paid actors. Literally, they're all paid actors to play in movies. It's no different in real life. They they have a script. They're programmed. They're soulless. They're dead. And to expound on it even a little bit more, you're a good actor. Hey, Tom Hanks is a great actor. I think he's a terrible human being. But then the more I look at it, I don't know if he is a terrible human being more so than he is a controlled, manipulated, empty husk of what used to be a person. Because, but for Tom Hanks or any good actor, you're you're removing and supp- or, or suppressing all aspects of your normal personality. You're being in the mindset of someone else and pretending to be someone else for a role. You're playing a role in a movie, and you're really good at it. And so there, you know, and I was talking to somebody about this the same thing today, and said that you know. Uh, Heath Ledger playing the role of the Joker got so kind of disconnected. It, that's why he overdosed. I don't know if that's true or not, but these people, if you have the ability to, to, to alter yourself to that degree, that's pretty abnormal to think about. I mean, it's not something that, you know, people that your average person can do or even acknowledge or yeah. think about, but and I mean, Kanye West obviously isn't an actor, but he's immersed in that same culture. How how many of those actors that toe the line politically are are subjected to the same things he's accusing have been done to him by the system out there? It would be my question. So I tend to want to give this dude at least a little bit of leeway, seeing as how there's there's pretty strong evidence that he's been messed with psychologically. And so, and initially I would think, which... The recent, most recent developments here today are, are, are going to be counterintuitive to this, but counterintuitive to this. I thought that, that maybe he was just having a hard time articulating because he's saying Jewish people, like he's saying like all Jewish people, but I think that there are some people that maybe have Jewish lineage because they have a, a Harvey Weinstein. A, it's a Jewish name. And he's a terrible scumbag, and he was a power controller in Hollywood. Yes. And I think what he's trying to say is there's a lot of people, and he's just referring to them in a generic sense as Jews. Does that make sense? Yes. And so that's what I, giving him the benefit of the doubt initially, I thought maybe that's what was going on. Um, but not so much now when we see what, what went on today. But um, so he, he goes on to Tim Pool. And he's going to, going to kind of explain some of his uh, anti quote unquote anti Semitic rhetoric and what happened at Mar-a-Lago. I think this is like Tuesday or something. And so he goes on this big piece talking about the people that have suppressed him and suppressed his speech and like this guy's been through a lot. You know, he's being canceled, systematically canceled, and he's got Klingons all over him. Everybody's in his ear. I don't think that he makes the best decisions by any means. Um, and so he he. Tim Poole playing it safe like he's very, very notorious for. Can't take a hardline stance on anything. Is constantly afraid to be wrong. And a lot of these people are afraid to, to just by like guilt by association for even having it. Like you wanted the dude on your show, but you didn't want any of the liberal media to give you the negative coverage that comes along with that risk. And so he was trying to get out in front and just prove and virtue signal about how not anti-Semitic he is. And would barely let the dude kind of form a complete thought. And again, there were not that, not that I really care, 
but just for the the popularity of the subject matter and and it's in the news cycle and it, it is somewhat interesting. They're both a little bit in the wrong, but Kanye West gets up and walks out, and so that was a big affront to all the oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. Um, but Tim Pool really wasn't it, every. It was kind of like a a, a bunch of people like squirrels hitting a feeder bar at the same time trying to speak and everybody's struggling to, to get relevance on this particular show. And I, I find his show tends to be that way overall, in my opinion. Um, but he, he, he got up and walked out and uh, he went on Alex Jones today. So, and this is all just, just happened. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I just said this, this like just happened. <laughs> So he's wearing like this multicolored jacket with like the, it, it looks like, uh, you know, like the pantyhose on the face, like the robber, like, or like a, you know what I mean? Like a burglar. So do we have a video of this? No. Um, but he was praising Hitler. Really? And said, I like Hitler. We got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's some individual clips here. Really? But yeah. We got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. So... This dude's off his rocker, man. Like, and the argument could also be made that this is being calculated and done to disparage Trump. Like, it was a setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've kind of thought that about Kanye West since since he was, you know, pounding around with Trump. And I thought that it was very, very unbecoming of the office of presidents when he said, when, like, the, the he's in the Oval Office hugging on the president of the United States, Trump, is saying, I bet you never thought you'd have the support of a crazy MFer like me. Like, man, you might not drop in the f- profanity all up in the Oval Office. Like, that's just not a good look. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, man, it's just a strange situation. It's a very, very odd situation. But, yeah, sitting there saying pro-Nazi things, like, dude, this – and that's one of the things that, that Donald Trump's pretty bad about is giving people leeway and the benefit of the doubt. Like, man, you like one of the thing, worst things he ever did was do the uh, video with, uh, oh, shoot, the, the Watergate journalist, Bernstein, Carl Bernstein. There was no benefit to doing that. And that, and that, that was a bad move. Dude, inviting Kanye West, man, like, because Kanye West is saying he's going to run for president. Really? <laughs> president in 2024, yeah. It's, of which country? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, he's got the Milo guy who's like this. Uh, I don't even know what to describe him as politically. Like, he leans to the right. He's like a flam- a, a very flamboyant homosexual. Like, And he says crass, this crass things in public forums uh, about liking like black guys and stuff, making crass penis jokes. Like, is that why he hangs out with Kanye all the time? You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, maybe, yeah, he's probably trying to get in his pants and possibly could have, no, you never know. Is that why Kanye is not with, uh, Kanye anymore? Bruce Jenner. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. I know they're all related. But they're not together anymore. Who? They're divorced. Kim Kardashian. And Kanye. Are divorced. Right? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Dude. Is that because well, he I, was I, hanging out with Milo too much? It's very possible. Milo's sweet tea. 
Yes. He got some of my little sweet tea. Super sweet tea. <laughs> and, and the thing is, man, is that like I don't I've I don't know. Same as always. I could not name one single Kanye West song. Have no idea what his music even sounds like. Never a fan. Don't know much about him. Don't care. But now he's entered in his weird a sad state of affairs in this country when this guy I, I remember during the the Hurricane Katrina like telephone telethon thing with Mike Myers, the comedian from SNL, like, you know, in the mid two thousands. George Bush is not like black people. Remember this? Like, yeah. So, um, but it's a, it, I don't know, man. Like, I think that, and that, you know, Trump was unconventional in many regards, dude. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world. They let that guy like kind of hang around, but I, I think that he needs to take this as a lesson and, and keep this dude away from your, I guess, out of your complete orbit. This dude's toxic, man. And anybody in that little group, it's just a shame that, this bottom feeding people can can bring that much heat only because the structure of the mainstream media. But it's uh and again, man, the whole idea of like the anti-Semitism, like dude, the left doesn't care anything about actual practicing. It's for especially from a religious perspective. You think they give a crap about Judaism? No, absolutely not. And again, I think one of the things that that that, that he was initially probably trying to say, and now he's just there's high potential he's doing this to be bombastic. I, there's no idea what the motivation behind this is. Or I think you could make an easy argument that the dude's just insane. He's crazy, and that's okay too. I mean, not okay, but I'm saying like that's that's not uh, that's, possible. Yeah, it's very possible. It's extremely yeah. possible. As a Jewish person, what do you think? I haven't even heard any of his comments. <laughs> Dude, is it going to change your life? Like, you're, no, uh, it's or, not. How are you going to sleep tonight knowing In that my he... attic. <laughs> <laughs> do what? It's, it's an Anne Frank joke. Oh, I didn't hear him. He said, In my attic. How oh, are you going to sleep tonight? In my attic. Oh. <laughs> so, no, I'll be fine. I'm not yeah, I mean, about like Kanye coming after me. Well, I mean, it even still, like, that, does, does the rhetoric mean anything? Like, it doesn't. And, and well, the liberal media tells you you need to care. That doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me either. I I couldn't care less. But right. it, it and that's the thing, man. It's just the same old extension of the worn out stuff that people overall don't really care about. And this has zero actual, tangible, realistic forbearance on the 2024 presidential election. Like, this this is absolutely meaningless. And so, but I will say that this far out, this is the tactics they're trying to do. And if Mitch McConnell's saying that now, bro, we got two years. You're not going to be able to drag this already dead dog along for two years, man. Like, there'll be nothing left by the time you get there, but half a piece of the collar. They need to be uh, having some meetings and stuff about stuff that's actually affecting the country, not this ignorant stuff. Oh, but they're not going to do that because they're just trying to control the narrative. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to vote for Trump anyways. It doesn't matter. So they're going to have to bring more to the table. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How far do they have to go? Kanye West, you should have tried harder, dude. What do you think about it? I'm... I'm still, I'm still thinking about him talking about praising Hitler and, and yeah. things. It's like, my gosh, man! I mean, really? That yeah. you make that leap mm-hmm. from because a couple of weeks ago it was like, okay, it's not. He wasn't saying anti-Semitic stuff. It's just the left kind of throwing it all out and, and 
you know, making a, a mountain out of a molehill and all that kind of stuff, which is normal. That's what they do. And now he's over here <laughs> praising Hitler. It's like, my gosh. You make that leap when they make you make it. I guess. I mean, possibly. I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, because that, what that's going to do is that's going to lend credibility to the left. People that were on the fence now are going to be like, oh, yeah, man, they were right. What else are they right about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you look at all this stuff, and this, like, this, and the real stuff is like the Abraham Accords, the peace deals that the Trump administration struck during his presidency, all the things that he did for Israel. Dude, sit in the corner with that. Like, you can't. And that's what the, it's, it's just. People a, don't know about that. They forgot about that. It, which is just a weak tactic to try to. And it, again, it's going to have long since failed by the time the 2024 election actually, the season actually rolls around. So, the. Uh, I, I just think it's pathetic, man. I'd like, dude, if this is all you've got, that. that I hope <laughs> that Trump realizes all these people that's against him because like I guarantee said, you he does because man. like you'd said earlier I mean he's he's known for just letting people in his inner circle yeah and trusting well, them too much well the the problem Which is I would never expect somebody like him to do that a businessman like that I would never expect him to do that I guess just because his lack of political experience mm-hmm. because these I mean they're like piranhas well, I mean, dude, he had four years in, in, in the presidency. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but you sh- should have maybe kind of learned. But then again, and you would think that he he would have his finger on the pulse, at least as his his uh, his advisors. But I don't think that he's ever listened to his advisors to to a certain degree ever. Like again, the thing with Carl Bernstein, and I mean, I could go on and on. My memory fails me at the moment, but you got to stop that, man. And at some point, that's your fault, man. And I kind of think we're there. Like, dude, you, you and, and Steve Bannon kind of went on a big deal right after that occurred at Mar-a-Lago. And, and it's the truth, man. Like, you've got to pull out all the stops, man. You've got to keep your guard up. It's game time. It's it's enough of the foolish mistakes. And that is a foolish mistake to even let this dude around you, knowing he's somewhat of a loose cannon. You knew this already. There ain't no reason to have a meeting with this dude. And then he brings along this guy. This guy, you know, come on. And again, I don't know that the the Nick Fuentes guy, I, who he is. And that's the thing. I've never heard of this dude in my life, so it's I, irrelevant. Yeah, it, it's just it's just irrelevant. Again, when Barack Obama gets a free pass to to say glowing things and and be around Louis Farrakhan, an actual anti semite that calls Jewish people cockroaches, he yeah. gets a free pass. You voted for him in two thousand and eight. Oh no. no. <laughs> Reverse, though, please. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't like the way you looked. But uh, anyway, the uh, yeah, he got a free pass, dude. People like that because the media didn't say anything about it. And so, and not only that, you know, him, not me, he's on, he, he's on video talking about his Muslim faith. And then the anchor has to tell him, like, oh, you mean Christian faith? Oh, yeah, yeah, my Christian faith. Okay. All right, then. So, you tell me who the freaking real anti-Semite is. Oh, yeah. And and look, it's irrelevant to me, to be honest with you, dude. Like, if this guy says something that's, you know, anti-Semitic, like, man, if you're out there daily talking about yeah, Hitler, yeah, dude, you suck. I don't, but if, on the other hand, if you're saying that uh, people with a last name like Weinstein or 
have a disproportionate amount of power in Hollywood, I'm going to say you're right. Now, generically referring them as just Jews, but probably, the media is going to tell you that's distasteful. I couldn't care less if you call them Jews or not. That's I just don't care. That's anti-Semitic. Then I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> yes, dude. If and uh, you know Goldbergs or what? Like those? Do you do you think that those people are actually religious practicing Jews? So, like Whoopi. Exactly. <laughs> There, nope. you have, there you have it, dude. But yeah, that's that's your Kanye update for the week. So wow, I had no idea. We're not going to continue. I, no, no, that's your Kanye update. Period. We're not going to keep talking about that guy week after week. Well, we might because we yeah. have no idea what that crazy sucker is going to do, uh, dude. I, I mean, there's no telling. I'd say he's going to mess around. That guy's going to medicate his behind. He's going to mess around. There's no telling what's going to happen to that guy. Mess around and. Like I said, he'll be he'll be in a psych ward. Yeah, or worse. Yeah, uh-huh. sleeping with a fish. Nah, nah. I mean, he could mysteriously have a helicopter crash, or die in his sleep, or yeah. something like one of these other crypto giants. Yeah, what about that? I think I've got that up somewhere. That's like two or three I hope stories. So. Two or three stories away. We'll get there. Yeah. Let's move on because we we uh we got to go out here to California, dude. They're getting it done. They're not anti semites. DailyMail.com, Gavin Newsom's Reparations Committee will recommend handing out $223,200 per person to all descendants of slaves in California for housing discrimination at a cost of $559 billion in nation's biggest restitution effort ever. Do I need to read all that again? No. Why not? Wow. Hang on. $223,200 per person. That's not going to get you much in California. No. To all descendants of slaves in California for housing discrimination. Let me bang out these uh, bullet points here. Cost of five hundred fifty-nine billion. A task force was set up in California to make proposals for slavery reparations. Descendants of slaves in California could receive two twenty-three thousand two hundred each. It's speculated. Nearly six point five percent of California residents, two point five million, identify as Black or African American. How much slavery went on in California again? Zero. A focus of the task force has involved reimbursing for housing discrimination. The task force was formed due to a bill signed by Gavin Newsom in 2020. Yeah, what about that? Wow, that is a lot. <laughs> that, that's that crazy. Is, that is a lot. So, like, my thing would be, like, if I'm living in California, why do I have to pay? Like, my grandparents didn't even come over to this country until 1937. Why do I got to pay for stuff that supposed you know, happened when we weren't even here? Where did your grandparents come here from? They came from Germany. Hmm. So, do you think that's why that uh, white woman is trying to act black? Which one? You know, the white woman oh, that yeah. was covered <laughs> before that, like, Everyone identifies has. as black and everything? Yeah. So she can get her dollars all. Is that it? I don't know what her name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to go out there and say I'm, I'm South African. I don't get it, dude. Insane. <clears throat> Housing discrimination. Hey, dude. Again, two hundred twenty-three thousand. Well, per person, maybe if you got to. I mean, that's like still, a one. It's a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, you're not gonna get. You ain't getting nothing with that in California. Nah. They're gonna take like a seventy percent of it in taxes anyway. So. I don't. I, that's good stuff. That's awesome. 
screw it. Let's let, we might as well try to go get it. Yeah. So we're gonna change gears and go to Arizona. That's still a thing. Which this is. Uh, we had some stuff from one of those hearings the other day. So this is uh, before they certify the county certifies the election. And so you had, and this is just a few people of the many that, that stood up and said something. And these are, these average about two minutes because that's their amount of time they have speaking. And not that it, it's going to amount to a hill of beans, but it is nice to listen to people lambast these dirt bags. <clears throat> uh, and there's a lot of, there are not a lot there. I think it was four counties total that were not going to certify. And then they were threatened by the secretary of state who ran the election that quote unquote beat Carrie Lake. Instead of, we talked about this, not didn't refuse yeah. herself and Hobbs. yeah. And then threatened to sue, to sue them. So they folded, which I'd have told them to get bent. Like I ain't certifying it. Like sue me all day. Like we're under threat of going to prison. Like <laughs> we'll fight this out in court then. So, um, but yeah, go ahead and, and roll this. This is, uh, this, this is pretty good. My name is Denise Babion. I live in Phoenix. To Mr. Richer, I have to tell you that your voter rolls are a disaster. I banged on over 6,000 doors. And those, when you pull up the names of who's supposed to be living at the households, there are sometimes seven or eight or nine people listed, and not one of those people are the person I'm talking to at the front door. And that person does not know who any of these people are. That happens, I'd say, at least half of the time I knock on doors and get to talk to people. Same thing happened in 2020. I banged on over 4,000 doors that year. Same exact result. Nothing's changed. This, was not a, uh, this is not a crystal clear election, as you say. You thanked all of your workers and all of the 3,000 um, Arizonans that gave up their time and energy to do this. Did you see the latest Rasmussen poll that came out? It reads, survey of election workers, poll watchers, and volunteer attorneys reveals election chaos in Maricopa County. 84.3% of the people that took this poll say that they have zero confidence. 84% of poll workers in Maricopa have zero confidence in our election process from this year. You're wrong. You don't consult with we the people. You think you know and you don't. I'm addressing Mr. Richer at the moment. Um, also, I would like to tell you that I electioneered all throughout my district, and uh, that was 10 different polls that I electioneered at. And every single one of those polls, I had people coming out panic-stricken because they were freaking out that their ballot was not accepted. They did not know if it was legitimate. They were told to throw it into the famous infamous box number three, or they were told to go and come back another time. Every poll I visited, I, I had no idea what to tell them because I'm outside as an electioneer. They're coming to our tent asking us what to do. So that's something else. And I want to know from all of you, how do we get to address the questions that we're coming up and concerns, the gal before me, the concerns that we have, machines breaking down. You're going to listen to us talk for two minutes, and then you're going to go off. You know something? I feel that you guys forget you represent we the people. And, and it's our concerns here. We have no confidence at all in our election process. Thank you very much. My name is Denise Babion. And, and that's just it. These people don't, they don't act like elected officials, do they? They're just little tyrants. Yeah. They don't care. You can just tell by the way they're set up there. No, they can care less. Hit the next one. No, 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 that's not it. Yeah, th this is it right here. This guy is actually on uh, True Social, David Clements. 
I started following him after I saw this, but yeah, go ahead. Slave. That's what I am to this system, to your corruption. This is outrageous. This is a national crisis, and you're giving people two minutes to address a national crisis. And the way that you guys can just sit there, it's disgusting. Watching you pledge allegiance to my flag was disgusting, the way that you sold us out. You said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything. You're going to take a yes-no vote. What does that tell us? Yes or no. If it's just yes, then why are you here? Why are you here then? You have discretion. And when you certify something, you're saying that it's trustworthy. There's nothing trustworthy about this. This is theater. It's optics. I was a longtime prosecutor. I went after drug traffickers. This is vote trafficking at its finest. I've seen the criminal element. You are vote traffickers. You are a vote trafficker. Criminal. What are you going to do about it? You've sold us out. You've sold us out. You've sold us out. So we're not here to be civil. You're worried about language? We're worried about our voices being stolen and never getting a fair election again. That's what we're worried about. So a curse upon you, a curse upon all of you, you smug, smug people. What, you got a... You gotta, Another chicken farm that needs to burn down, Mr. Hickman? Am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? Because this election please. bothered me. And you're doing nothing about it. I don't care about that stupid buzzer. This is sickening. You have the power as the chairperson to enlarge the time limits and actually hear your constituents instead of putting a muzzle on them. Thank you. Right Your time you. is up. Thank you yeah. very much. All right, next speaker is John Landry. And these sheriffs, you got to know who you stand with. This is disgusting. Yeah. Mr. Landry, thank you for coming to testify today. If you care to speak, uh, care to mention. David. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, you heard what he said, that they're worried about language. And that, that's how soft it's gotten because they, they, ought, they ought to be tossed out on their heads. They, they ought to be physically removed, tossed out on their heads, dude. Grab them by the seat of their pants and the nape of their neck and throw them on the street, dude. That's what they deserve. They deserve a lot. They, they deserve a lot more than that because that's the thing. When you, know, you, you hear leftists and Democrats talk about the sanctity of the vote, all the democracy and the sanctity of the vote, look, look what happened. Like, you guys can't be by, can't be bothered to even listen to these people. So you can't have it both ways. You can't ramrod that through there with no examination of blatant corruption, machines breaking down, the whole nine yards, the box number three. People have no idea what happened to their vote. And what are you talking about a little bit? You're talking about at least 30%, at least, probably more, 30% of Republicans in that particular county. It's a massive number. They cheated. They cheated on purpose. They, it was very calculated. And these people know it. The people on that committee, they absolutely know it. And I'll, I'll admit, dude, uh, I was wrong. They got away with it again. And the people in Arizona ain't doing crap about it. And which I've, I'm, I don't know why there's not a national call for people to amass there. Like I'm that's, sad to say that, it, and it's not 
it don't thrill me to say that that's what I expected to happen. But I, I truly did expect that to happen. And, and you know, the, the, on one hand, you have people like Charlie Kirk that was saying, man, we got to beat them at their own game. I, I don't know, man. I Look, th- we need to have same-day voting. Do We need very basic precepts. Th- this, it doesn't need to be a game of getting as many ballots as you can and ballot harvesting. Nah, man, forget that, dude. Like, toss these people out on their damn heads, man. Like, y'all got to go. Like, this is unacceptable. If this was a company and I was the boss and the, the, the people are the boss and y'all are the employees, you would be tossed out on your head 10 times out of 10. You would have been fired a long time ago. Why we tolerate this is beyond me. Y'all have got to go. Like, but what? however, y'all got to go. Like, we, we've got to get you out of here. And you got to play it safe so nobody gets in trouble for terroristic threats. Get out. You got to go. I don't care yeah. where you go, but you you got to get out of here. This is the people's house. Get the hell out. So, and and this is kind of a long one. I, I, this this is too good not to read, so I'm going to try to skip around. Obviously, as our new format, we're doing this live, so bear with me. Uh, this is on American Thinker, and the title of it is, Here's How They Did It, Real-Time Election Fraud. And to 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 contrast what I just said as far as them, them being able to get away with, I... I am skeptical that that there's no path to the presidency, in my opinion, without Arizona. And Arizona is now a lost cause. So they can't win the presidency without Arizona? It's why, very why is that? Was it I think I want if I'm not mistaken, it's eleven electoral votes. It just do Pennsylvania is a lost cause. It's it it's problematic. It's, it's yeah. it makes it exponentially more difficult. You gotta have Dude, Georgia, this runoff. Yeah. Oh, it's the Herschel Walker was was ahead in all these polls, of course, like yeah, always. You got California, you got Arizona. Yeah, you it just got makes it Pennsylvania. Each one that, that goes solid Georgia. solid blue like this because of corruption, man, it yeah. just creates it makes it exponentially yeah. more difficult. And so um the <clears throat> so something something's got to change somewhere. And dude, what what they're doing right there, that ain't working. All the stuff that they put in place, these measures, and these threats that they were watching, that they put in place for for these midterms, that ain't working. They got it. Nothing worked. And, and yeah, they and they do the Democrats do what they always do. They skated by with just that little fraction. They got it. Mm-mm. Dude, the polls were nothing even remotely close to and that. They'll do the same thing with the presidential election. They're dude. Everything is subject to change. Looking at some of the stuff I'm looking at, dude, with the way this stuff is controlled, I don't see how Donald Trump wins the presidency in 24 at all. Like, but understand what I'm saying. He's bar none the most popular candidate in existence. He won in 2020. He would dominate in 2024. But they are not going to let that happen. There's two. So, dude, it's him and us versus the world. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Like the the globalist system. In fact, you know what? Before I read what I was going to read, since since this came up organically like that, uh, let's move to this video. And I, this is Remnant TV. I pardon me for not knowing who this guy is, but this is very profound. It's very accurate. Um, 
the world will not let him back in there. And this this is one of the better summations I've ever heard. And th- this is long. It's six minutes. It's worth a listen. So here it is. And then we will go back to that article. Okay. Guy who's got the power to do something to stop it. You know exactly where I'm going. And they made a mistake. They tried to get Trump on their side. So they invited Donald Trump to Davos, I think a couple of times. But in January, when Donald Trump, I think, really began to see the beast that he was up against, he went to Davos, to the World Economic Forum, and he stuck a mega finger in their eye. We're committed to conserving the majesty of God's creation and the natural beauty of our world. But to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse. Do you realize what he's saying right there? He's rejecting the global warming agenda yeah. right there. Yeah. At the biggest gathering global of... Global warming convention. Yes. Yeah. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. We will never let radical socialists destroy our economy, wreck our country. Two days after Donald Trump gave that speech... The 89-year-old leftist weirdo billionaire George Soros made an emergency intervention where, at Davos once again, warning that the U.S. 2020 election will determine the, quote, fate of the whole world. Now, in the context of Davos, take a look at this one more time. This is a month after Donald Trump addressed Davos and stuck the MAGA finger in their face. Here's what Francis, the Vatican, and Jeffrey Sachs had to say in response. And it is a dangerous country right now. It will be absolutely dangerous if Trump wins re-election. Trump wins re-election. Trump wins re-election. Francis invited this guy to the, to the Amazon Senate as an honored guest and advisor. He's also Bernie Sanders' advisor. What's he doing in the Vatican? Why is this guy who is a promoter for socialist, out-and-out out socialist, Bernie Sanders, what's he doing advising the Pope? Why does he have entree to the Vatican, friends? Sachs supports abortion and contraception, but that's not a problem for the Vatican. For the Vatican, for Pope Francis, and for his friends at the U.N., Donald Trump is the problem, obviously, friends. Clearly, I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world, but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in 2020. Do you get it? That's George Soros. Do you see why there's so much hate for Trump? Because with all of his faults, again, he's the capitalist. He's not the globalist. He never will be one of them, which is why he pulled the United States out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Donald Trump pulled the United States out of the World Health Organization. That's Bill Gates and company. And now he's threatening to pull the United States out of the World Trade Organization. People say, yeah, well, Donald Trump got married twice. He's a bad guy. Really? (laughs) He's right in the face of the demons on this, friends. Nobody ever said he was a saint. He's knocking the sacred cows of the United Nations down all over the world right now. The General Assembly routinely votes 185 against the United States on almost everything right now. And remember, speaking of the United Nations, in November of 2019, again, right before COVID landed, Trump went to the U.N., on the floor of the General Assembly, and he declared war on globalism. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people 
and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. And shortly after the speech at the U.N., Donald Trump delivered, what do you think happened? The coronavirus was unleashed on the world, and Trump's booming U.S. economy went on life support. Do you think that was an accident? So when they tell you, when they tell all of us to stay home, wear your mask so grandma doesn't get sick, please understand what's really going on here. They don't care about your grandmother. They don't care about old people, these people. They don't care about babies. They want them aborted so that they can save the common home. Abort babies, millions of them all over the world. They don't care about babies. They don't care about old people. In fact, if you want to save your grandma, tell the globalists to stay the hell away from her. You remember how some of them, like Cuomo and characters like this, were running COVID-recovering patients through nursing homes? That's how much they care about grandma. And the name of the game now is to bring the United States economy to its knees, get it out of the way, so that everyone will want the Great Reset. Make the new normal so intolerably abnormal that even you and I, maybe, you know, at some point in the near future, we'll be begging for the vaccines because we'll be driven crazy by that point. Begging for whatever else is going to keep us safe, according to our jailers and our handlers and our zookeepers. You see, that's what they want. That's why they keep using this term, new normal. You know what we do to fight back? Go to work. Go back to school. If you're healthy, take off the mask. That was obviously during the <clears throat> COVID sham. Uh, Michael J. Matt with RTV, that's who that is. But, and remember, the, so those, those people don't single-handedly have the ability to do what was done in the 2020 election, but they absolutely had a very large hand in financing it along with your Mark Zuckerberg and, and everybody else that was complicit. And that's the thing. So keep in mind when you're talking about not having fair elections, elections aren't stolen easily stolen easily or cheaply. It's not easy. There's a lot of moving parts to it. And again, it, it, it varies by geographical, loca- geographical location, what methodology is, is used, and it's multi-tiered. It's not <clears throat> a one-size-fits-all endeavor. But moving forward, it, it, it's the, the longer this continues unabated, it's going to get exponentially more difficult, man. Like that, and one of the things, man, I, I read, you know, Carrie Lake, they're going to have this big rally, this, that, and the other. And, you know, uh, I, I can't remember the quote that they, they, they were, was in reference to, like, uh, you know, I think Carrie Lake was saying something along the lines of how long is, are we going to allow this? And one of the comments said, you know, as long as you tell people to, to sit at home and quote-unquote hold the line, because that's what they were doing. Like, oh, hold the line, hold the line. That doesn't mean anything. Like, you're – and that's the thing, man. Like, So okay. what's the answer? A, a call to action for people like us will be responded to by the system as a call for violence. Yeah. Yes. Is that what is the answer, uh, man? I I want to say that we talked about this early on in the show. Twenty million people, what, like you see in in Brazil, 
like I, I, they don't have numbers like that necessarily. No, but Brazil, it's not getting. They're not getting the results that they need. I've either. seen Brazil amass five million people in the past over political uh, discord. So, um, you know, it, it happens. Uh, Sri Lanka, you know what I mean. So, it has to be people in mass. It has to be millions. And Pro, those people pe- are not, quote unquote peacefully protesting. Yeah. And those people are not going to take to the streets and actually go out and quote unquote peacefully protest if they're too busy watching adult cartoons or on Facebook or TikTok or anything else. Well, they're hooked into an apparatus yeah, that's yeah, been carefully yeah, designed. And so that's why they've designed those things. Right. But and that's why I've contended since you know we've been doing this that the the pain will have to be so severe, a lot worse than this. But it been you know, a reversal and I were just talking on the way over here. You know, we we know multiple people whose wives are just being put out of work. Mostly people in the finance sector are being laid off left and right. The economy's taking a, a gargantuan downturn right now. Yes, it is. So uh, the. By the time 2024 gets here, it would be damn near impossible for Donald Trump to lose. And damn near impossible. It'd be impossible for any, any MAGA-type candidates to lose in reality in a fair election. Uh, you can't even say fair election. Right. Well, my point being, it, I, and I kind of thought about, felt this way about 2022, and I'm not saying this is the case, but you would you would assume that at some point... When people get tired of this, they'll put a stop to it. Like, but like you see how it is in Arizona. Like a few people are standing up, popping their mouths off, and that's it. They sit back down. They and it's a calculated risk they made. They knew it was safe to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They knew it was safe to do it because they stole the highest seat in the land, and nobody did anything. So, what's a little deal in Arizona? Well, that little deal in Arizona has massive repercussions over time. Exactly. It does over time, just like a Chinese water torture or whatever, mm-hmm. but it don't have those repercussions right away. Well, and that's the thing. If Carrie Lake had won, they wouldn't be stealing Arizona anymore. Like, the, she she would have had the ability. Like, that's why they could not in any way afford to to – to let that election be fair. Yeah. Um, but now I'm rambling. Back to uh, AmericanThinker.com. Here's how they did it. Real-time election fraud. Again, I'm going to bounce around in this. Database latency, a geeky term, but that's how they did it. A policeman pulls over a speeder. The police computer reports that three hours ago, a similar vehicle in person held up a liquor store, so the police are on alert. No database latency. County election managers changed the zip code of 31,000 voters on September 3rd. Ballots go out that week. Those 31,000 are undeliverable. Someone collects those valid ballots. On September 15th, those addresses are quietly changed back. National Change of Address Database will not pick up those address changes. They didn't happen because there was no history. The 31,000 citizens were getting their mail just fine, except for ballots. Ballot addresses were driven by the county mail-in ballot database, though the one that was changed then changed back. Many states send ballots to everyone. The recipient is none the wiser, and they never received a mail-in ballot. They voted in person. Oops, you already voted. Ever heard that? Welcome to database latency. Our bad guy pals know they can change voter rolls, take an action, then change them back. Who would know? 
1,000 voters are changed from inactive, voted, and then changed back. How would you ever know? With lots of complex footwork, you could eventually tell from their voter history file months after the election. What are you going to do about it? Reverse the election? The new and current, quote, ballot-gathering strategy strategy <clears throat> mandated by the almost universal mail-in ballots adds pretty cool database games exploiting database latency. Database latency, as you likely gathered, is when current reality lags the underlying record. We all experience it in our electronic-driven society. The ballot-gathering scammers know about latency. It's their ground game. To Republicans, election engineering is civics. To Democrats, it's business, and they are great at it. They know these people who rely on NCOA and Melissa and other high, highly latent services as their baseline. If someone moved, it shows up in NCOA two months later. A real voter moved. They want to keep getting their St. Jude's donation cards. They fill in their NCOA form to get mail forwarded to their new address. Our fraud detectives find this person and maybe someone voted for them. Cross out one phantom. Our bad guys are happy to give up a few retail-level ballots to hide the wholesale-level ballot-gathering apparatus. They count on it. Here's the fraud equation taking place across the country. Count the in-person votes on Election Day. Count the early in-person votes. Shut down the system. Atlanta Water Leak, Maricopa County, everything. Bring in undeliverable ballots gathered when you change voters' names, addresses, or zip codes, and then change them back. Determine the votes you need to win. Press the win button. Wait for the Republicans to file lawsuits a month, months later. I'll stop it there. It goes on and on. We can put a link to that American thinker. That's that's the long and short of it, dude. That explains pretty much what why we're seeing what we're seeing. Vote shutting down. And, dude, th- when you look at what the CIA and the United States of America has done with regime changes across the world historically for decades... It, it was inevitable that they they w- either would or have been doing that here. I, I I mean I felt like for a long time, dude. Again, when you talk about the lesser of two evils, do we really have a choice in this matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying like it. It, it just depends, and this doesn't. The, the gig will eventually have to be up. Like, people, I mean, maybe they can. I imagine people can't stay asleep collectively forever. And again, when discontent gets as high as it's starting to get, it makes it more difficult to keep doing what they're doing. Huh. How long has it taken the Chinese people to go to the streets? The Chinese have no means to actually defend themselves. The Americans have the Second Amendment. It's a big difference. It's 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 all the difference. Yeah, the Ch- the Chinese people had to take that, and what it take was what it what it took for the Chinese to start to to resist somewhat, which they'll get crushed. I mean, they could crush them anytime they want, and they probably will. Um, was, was that apartment building burning down? But but likewise with the Chinese, at this point, the people in the streets feel. In, in their minds and in their hearts, it, it is it's more dangerous for me to stay locked inside than it is to do this. I've, I've lost all, all, uh, all care. And so when, the, when Americans pain, when, when it becomes 
more detrimental to continue to suffer that level of pain versus standing up and doing something, that's when it'll change. And I think that given the level of, uh, of uh, general comfort that Americans live in, you could make the argument that it wouldn't take that much pressure. I mean, I, I don't know. When you start to really disrupt, I, I would say food. You know what I mean? When people get hungry, they'll do anything, dude. And, and our, our country's not generally used to being hungry. Yeah, you got that right. So, why are you looking at reversible? No, I'm, I'm not. I was, I was, it, are you up 30 pounds? No, I was I looking know. down and thinking. Because not only food, I was just thinking other modern conveniences. People can learn to live without a lot of modern conveniences, and I don't think they'll do anything about it. You can't, you, you, you can't feed your family. People are going to get pretty upset, and I think that's a realistic thing. Like, man, there's... I was out to, not out to eat, but I stopped at a food truck today and uh, they were talking about not being able to get the regular stuff they, they get. Like, dude, there's shortages with everything. And this is all by design. There, there's no possible way these people are this incompetent. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. But I don't know. I, I, I think that does a, a pretty good job of explaining uh, how they're doing that. Yeah, the worst is yet to come. I got your uh, third crypto boss dies. That's up next. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff, man. I hadn't been following this. He died too in a helicopter much. crash. Yeah, I haven't. It's not like I'm seeking this information out and like really into it. But when SBF has been in bezzling or doing whatever he's doing over here and then you have suddenly you have all these crypto guys dying dying in the sleep and dying in the helicopter crash and the deal with this guy well you can go ahead and read the article uh this is on gateway pundit imagine that <clears throat> no way last week former morgan stanley trader and co-founder of the three billion dollar cryptocurrency firm amber group how do you pronounce his name there Tianshan Kulander, 30, died suddenly in his sleep on November 23rd. Was he vaccinated? <clears throat> yeah, vaccinated with some kind of... 29-year-old yeah. crypto pioneer Nikolai Moshigian was found dead a few weeks ago from an apparent drowning just days after warning that the CIA and Mossad pedo elite were going to kill him. Moshigian posted the warning on Twitter on October 28th. Quote, CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planned by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. And uh, then he drowned. So, <clears throat> and now, man, why, why are their names so... Because he's... Yacheslav yeah. Tehran, 53, the co-founder of trading and investing platform Libertex, has died in a helicopter crash near Monaco after taking off from Switzerland. Questions have arisen on how the crash occurred on a day with blue skies and clear weather. There he is there. The Daily Mail reports since the crash that killed Tehran happened in good clear weather and after another passenger reportedly canceled last minute, mystery now surrounds the billionaire's death. Tehran, the co-founder of trading and investment platform Libertex and Forex Club, was flying from Louisiana, 
how do Lausanne with an experienced pilot in a single engine H-130 helicopter when it crashed at around 1 p.m. on November 25th. A 35-year-old French pilot was also killed. Keep going. That's it. So that's three in that short of a span. Yeah, it it is alleged he was linked to the SVR Foreign Espionage Agency and was responsible for laundering Russian funds through a system of cryptocurrency operations. Oh, so he was just working for the other guys. I don't know, man. That's the thing about this crypto stuff. It's very cryptic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... I think this is the tip of the iceberg on this crypto stuff. Look at all the things that's happened in the last two weeks. I think it's a good time to get in on the crypto. <laughs> yeah. People it's down. Dying too. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it's gone from like 60-something thousand down to 17. Did you, are you all familiar with the Iraqi dinar? Oh, yeah. When <laughs> people started investing in that. Oh, yeah. 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 There was people at work that were all about that. I know a ton that of people. Like, what, Dinar Guru or some website yeah. they were always on talking about and stuff. Tomorrow, it's yeah. going to revalue. Yeah. Don't wow. hold your breath. Yeah, but this this here, I think we're going to hear a lot about this in the future. Yeah. But they did say that uh, SBF, you know, of, mm-hmm. of FTX. Mm-hmm. He made the statement that he was down to $100,000. He says he didn't know what he was doing was illegal, which should be enough to absolve him of guilt. Oh, yeah. That's what they say on, like, First 48 and stuff, too. He looks like he didn't know. And that's the thing, too. Like, he went to MIT, and then there's somebody else up tonight that went to – oh, yeah, the uh, we got another MIT grad up later. I don't Man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I don't care that you went to MIT. You're still an idiot. I mean – and I, I think that I don't know, man. That, that that guy obviously is fraudulent, and I, and I think that that everything about him is fraudulent. I don't think that it makes him intelligent because he graduated from MIT. I don't. I don't think he's brilliant. I think he's just a crook, dude. He's a fraud, obviously. But wasn't his parents professors at MIT? Don't know. Doesn't matter. They're stupid too. Well, that's not where I'm going. I know maybe. you're not going to MIT. No, I've already graduated from there. But what I'm saying is, maybe he wasn't smart enough to get into MIT. Maybe it's because his parents were professors there, and they set this whole thing up. Possible. Yeah, they're the big Dem supporters too. Oh yeah, I know. They said that they wanted to make a statement in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and with their contributions. You know, like a lot of people, like they may like have a beer. You know, man, I'd like to buy that guy a beer. Like they would just like to smoke some crack with Hunter. I'm sure, it's casual, like you know. Yeah, yeah, like naked. Well, yeah, for that's casual for him, sure, but yeah. you know uh-huh. they might want to hit one of the you know speakeasies and uh-huh. <laughs> smoke. You don't toke crack, do you? You toke weed. I don't know what do you, but you smoke crack. I guess I, guess. I, I don't know. He smokes crack. He was probably injecting it now. Then it would be something else. That's heroin. Well, I don't know. I don't think crack is heroin. I don't know. Would that be smack? I don't know. How much crack? Have you ever done heroin? No. Crack? Cocaine. No. Cocaine and crack cocaine are two different things, right? Cocaine's like a white pure powder. 
crack is like a rock. I guess it depends where you get it from. Crack is a rock. Because crack is an island. If you get it from is that uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know. I, I thought crack was like when the plumber's bent over fixing the pipe under the yeah yeah. But the um, I guess it depends on where you get uh, where you get it from. How pure it is. You would think that Hunter Biden would have good sources, but he was bragging on Jimmy Kimmel about smoking crack in his book. You read his book? Well, no, I'm saying he was talking about you on read Jimmy his Kimmel. Book, didn't you? <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a closet fan of Hunter. So, but you actually probably listened to it instead of read it, though, didn't you? No, I all that you. driving over the road. That's you. you That's you. That's you. Come on now, you're projecting. Let's get this show on the road. We're we're stagnating. Unedited. All right. Apple turned off protest communication tool right before anti-China, or I'm sorry, anti-lockdown uprising in China. This is on Summit News. Summit News. As it mulls kicking Elon Musk's Twitter off the App Store, it has now been revealed that Apple restricted the use of airdrop in China, a move that harmed the organizational efforts of demonstrators protesting against the CCP's lockdowns. Over the past week, multiple major cities across China have seen massive protests against lockdowns, with the normally compliant Chinese exploding into rage in response to their government's zero-COVID policy. Much of the unrest blew up in response to an incident in Xinjiang's capital, unpronounceable, where at least 10 people, some say up to 40, were killed during an apartment fire because lockdown rules stopped residents from fleeing the burning building. how does that even? How would you just not leave if it's burning? Like, are they? I mean, I would assume they were it. physically barricaded in, right? Because otherwise, I'm I'm out here. Yeah. yeah, knowing them, they probably had it chained up or trucks parked in front of the door or something. I mean, dude, they have human slaves in China. Like, do you think I mean, they would be above? They probably had them, them holding in? the door shut. Then, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's no way that they wouldn't yeah. be above physically barricading an apartment building, right? No, not at all. With Beijing now trying to contain what some are calling the most serious mass uprising since Tiananmen Square, Apple is apparently helping them to crush dissent. Earlier this month, Apple restricted the use of airdrop in China, which protesters had been using to evade censorship. Airdrop allows local connections between devices, meaning it cannot be monitored or censored by local authorities. However, Apple launched an update to the app in China that restricted usage to just 10 minutes, making it harder for protesters to communicate with other activists as well as send messages to nearby bystanders and tourists. Airdrop was also being used by protesters in Hong Kong who were brutally suppressed by the CCP during the months of unrest in 2019. The smartphone company chose to roll out the new, quote, feature in China only right as the country experienced its biggest demonstrations in decades which some would suggest is more than just a coincidence. I guarantee that. Quote, Apple has helped Beijing suppress public dissent multiple times, mostly by complying with its request to remove apps used by protesters for information and communication reports reclaim the net. Apple also helps the Chinese Communist Party prevent users from remaining private by banning VPNs in the region. The development coincides with Elon Musk revealing that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from its app store entirely over its support for God forbid free speech. Apple's a terrible company. I want to get a, I want to get away from an Apple phone. I'm proud to say I don't use an Apple phone. How many Apple phones are in your house though? 
I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's the it's, tax dollars whoa, of people who what, are listening. Hey, we're not talking about tax dollars right children now. We are talking about Apple phones. You know, listeners, you have to understand that you can find us online at bcblpodcast.com. And when we're doing this live, Reverso tends to make some mistakes that in the past would have been edited out. Like flatulence. That, I don't know if that was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was him. Yeah, that was him. And so anyway, uh, what was I saying? I don't even remember. About how many Apple phones you have in your house. Please leave us a review, leave us a uh, like, subscribe, and give us a rating, please. Not a rating. A five-star rating. I should have said this at the beginning. I always forget. Ten-star rating. Double up. Yes, grab your wife's phone or your husband's phone if you're a woman or, or if you're non-binary. Yeah, the whole nine yards. Or if you're non-binary and you're still listening, you've probably converted now. So you're... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're straight. So yeah, grab, your, straight. grab your wife's phone and uh, leave uh-huh. us a rating. Yeah. Five star rating. Uh yeah, so anything else? That's it on that. Yeah, so um we will forego that cuz that's long, but everybody should check out the uh the the latest video from Project Veritas which we've touched on before, which is the human trafficking occurring at the border. A whistleblower came forward and brought the receipts on what's going on with that and it's absolutely repugnant, but and I will say this about it is that I've always said it Democrat voters today give their wholehearted, full-throated endorsement to child trafficking. You know how I know? Because they're still voting for child trafficking Democrats. Perverts. Yeah. Um, I do have something for the segment. The adults are back in charge for this Uh-oh. week. Who's the adult? Joe Biden. Joe Biden or Jill Biden? Both. Really? Dude, it's so awesome. Check this out. This dude's, this dude's so done for. Come on, man. Yeah, he he's... Uh, go ahead and just play the video. He's he's giving a speech. What is this? Like, is this where they light the Christmas tree? What is this? Yeah, the National Christmas Tree Lighting. Go go down, not there. Go down. Scroll down. There. I think this is it. This might be it right here. Go ahead, because the one of them is 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 clipped to where it needs to be. So hit that this one. Is this the full video? No, this is it. Maybe not. Okay, is that a little cool, Jay? That is. <laughs> I'm surprised. I know that. What? He's going back to Cali. LL, what a pity. Scroll back up then to the other video. Try that one. And all the great, incredible performers were here. As a matter of fact, I don't know how they did it with uh, just that one beautiful lady coming out. Anyway, long story. <laughs> Freezing. But special thanks to the National Park Service and National Parks Foundation, which takes such great care we're, of our start national that over. parks. Go, including... go back 30 seconds so we can hear it one more time. So Because it looks like a woman physically walks by and then he, he, he catches his eye because he starts staring and then she glares at him for oogling this lady which it must have been a kid like it had to be like a 12 year old right maybe 11 yeah you ready yeah jill and kamala and doug and i we welcome you all to the national christmas tree lighting thanks for tonight's host ll cool j give him a 
I think you went and back way too far. Incredible performers were here. Oh, this is it. This is it. Okay, keep going. Keep going. As a matter of fact, I don't know how they did it with uh, just that one <laughs> beautiful lady coming out. Anyway, long look at his time. eyes. <laughs> Freezing. But special thanks to National Park Service, okay, National Parks Foundation. That's it. Nothing. I mean, nothing really break down. It's just the same old stupid idiot pervert. That brings us to. Is it, are we ready to, to get your board set up there? It's important to get this right. And there's been a special request that if, if James Gandolfini could maybe two, at least two times, it would be cool. Man, do you know how much he's going to charge us for that? Our listeners demand it. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Then they need to start giving us some ratings. Hey, that's a good point. This individual, if they're going to make such... Uh, demands then we're gonna have to make some demands back yeah get let me get hey listen you know who this is for this is for you buddy so give us a five-star rating get so your, check his phone when you see him he don't have an iphone so he doesn't use itunes he uses uh spotify the specific person but he really really likes james gandolfini huh. he said he imagines that we and he would be right that whenever we play this song we uh pump our fists and thrust our hips and dance around the studio and that would be accurate. That's why sometimes Reverso is out of breath. Yeah. When he really speaks. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is this week an idiot cross dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob wackos. Y'all ready for this? Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> James Gandolfini never showed up, dude. Yes, he did. You didn't hear him? Did you? No. Yeah. You must have had it turned down. No, he was in there. Okay. All right. Hey, where are you, James? He's a fag. James. That's not nice, James. <laughs> He's a fag. James. Come on, ExchangeMonitor.com, DOE spent fuel chief, Brenton charged with felony theft in Minnesota. Dude, this this dude is horrible. His teeth look good, though. He's a fag. He looks like a white version of 50 Cent. <laughs> Very much. Spot on. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. You see Spot, that? I'm serious. Yeah. I'm dead, yeah, I'm dead serious. God, what an ugly person. And this this idiot went to MIT, too. They're handing degrees out like candy at MIT. I should go That's there. how I got one. I even did mine online. Mm. I never had to go to the campus. <laughs> <laughs> the state of Minnesota has charged the Department of Energy's... Re oh, so anyways, for the people that don't know, this is the they-them, gender-fluid, non-binary, bald-headed thing that wears dresses that got on the Department of Energy, what, six months ago? That we talked about that likes to do the puppy play, was his, like, animal bondage. We'll get into it because there's a, a there's an amendment story to this one. Amendum is that is that what you call that? I never get that right. My dad will let me know. He always oh son, you said this wrong. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Because <laughs> yeah, you're just a thesaurus. Yeah. The state of Minnesota has charged the Department of Energy's recently hired head of spent nuclear fuel management with felony theft. Court documents show. 
According to a criminal complaint filed October 27th in Minnesota's 4th Judicial District Court, Sam Brenton, who began working in June, hey, I was close, as DOE's Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. I bet that guy knows a thing or two about waste disposition. (laughs) Is accused of stealing a bag from the Minnesota St. Paul International Airport's baggage claim area in September. Under Minnesota law, the crime with which Britain was charged carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison, a $10,000 fine, or both. There's no way he'll go to prison, Mm -hmm. but uh, that would be amazing if he did, which actually he might like it in prison. Uh, A hearing in the case was scheduled for December 19th. A DOE spokesperson declined to comment via via email today. Monday, Britain did not immediately reply to a request for comment, and Britain's attorney, Minneapolis-based lawyer Fabian... Hoffner also did not immediately return a request for comment. So basically, because this is like really long. Okay, here we go. Let me, let me get down to the meat and potatoes. Better In the October careful. 27 complaint, Minnesota alleged that Brenton on September 16th was seen on airport surveillance footage removing a navy blue hard-sided roller bag. Pardon me. From a baggage claim carousel, a bag similar to one reported missing that day. Brenton quote, removed the blue bags tag and put the bag tag in the handbag they were carrying. He was carrying, not they. And left the area at a quick pace, the complaint said. The woman who reported the bag missing and identified the bag as hers in multiple surveillance videos said the total value of items in the allegedly stolen bag was roughly $2,325, the complaint said. The Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, I've been there, Police Department confirmed that Brenton, who identifies as gender fluid and uses they, them, and theirs as personal pronouns, had arrived on an American's airline flight from Washington and that he had not checked a bag on that flight. So so it wasn't a mistake because he didn't check a bag. He just grabbed one. So <laughs> how did he know how did he know it was going to be there though? Oh, he didn't know it was going to be there. He just saw a nice bag and stole it. Yeah, that's that's well. What it I is. think it was like a lot of high end clothes too. But the Minneapolis. Well, yeah, because if somebody has a suitcase that's twenty three hundred dollars, you know they're going to have nice clothes in it. Video surveillance captured at the airport September eighteenth. Probably wanted the woman's nice makeup too. Shows Britain checking a blue roller bag for a departing flight to Washington, according to the complaint. So that he then he shows back up with it, and then, now so he he used it like another two or three times. Yeah, but here's the thing though, so. Just to reiterate, he did not check a bag from Washington to St. Paul. He stole the bag, and then when he departs a few days later, he checks the same bag. Yeah. And you know it's like a very custom bag. <laughs> and he, he, he had an extra sachet in his walk. Like, he, he's the yeah. miss about town with his new bag. Uh-huh. How much did, you would think you went to MIT and you worked for the Department of Energy and you got this big prestigious position, position and you have to steal bags? And you got this man dressed up like a woman. Maybe he just gets off on. The, well, I mean, next that's the thing. Like, obviously, he's a psychopath. Yeah, that, does he w- get off on the klepto aspect of it? Maybe. Yeah, I would say so. And that's what I was trying to process when you're reading that article. Is like he refers to himself as they them. So he is singular, one person. And he is referring to himself as multiple people. 
Yeah, we covered that a long time ago. Me and Reverso did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've covered that before, but I'm just thinking about. They stole that bag. Yeah, they. All of those personalities he has in his head stole that bag. Them stole that bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no telling how many personalities he has in, in his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a psychopath. For so sure. that's why he refers to himself as they them because there's more than one person in his head. It's not because he's sexually confused. It's because he realizes he's a psychopath. I don't think he does. I think he Look does. at the way he was smiling. He had they, Yeah, he, because he's like, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm crazy. Yeah. All right, well. Uh-huh. After obtaining video surveillance footage of Brenton returning October 19th to Duels International. Is that how you pronounce that? Dolls. 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 Whatever. Dolls International Airport outside of Washington. Following a trip to Europe. This guy goes all over the place. Yeah, on uh, tax dollars. Them go, them go all over. Law enforcement contacted Brenton that day to speak about the September incident. The complaint said, Brenton initially denied taking anything that wasn't... Why does the exchangemonitor.com, which is where we're at, by the way, play along with this? Because what it reads is, Brenton initially denied taking anything that wasn't theirs. That is not proper grammar. And believe you me, I would know. I think our listeners realize that. So you can trust me. Because the exchange monitor knows this psychopath has multiple personality disorder. No. Brenton initially denied taking anything that wasn't his. Quote, if I had taken the wrong bag, I am happy to return it, but I don't have clothes for another individual. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's... Like, hold on, let me look. These dresses are mine. <laughs> yeah, these panties ain't mine, dude. I must have... Sorry, grabbed the wrong bag. I've been wearing them for a week. So... <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, man. Britain told law enforcement, according to the complaint, that was my clothes when I opened the bag. But Britain later called the airport police back, saying that he had not been completely honest and admitted to taking the blue bag. Yeah, there's a lot of things you haven't been honest about. According to the complaint, Brenton revised their state his statement and said he was tired and took the suitcase thinking it was his. After opening the bag and realizing it wasn't his, Brenton said that he was nervous people would think he stole the stole the bag and did not know what to do. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just frustrating the way they've written that because I refuse to play that stupid game. Brenton... Brenton said he left the clothes that had been in the bag in a drawer at the Intercontinental St. Paul Riverfront Hotel where they were staying. The complaint said that no clothing was recovered from the hotel room. At the time the complaint was filed, Brenton had not yet returned the bag. I wonder where those clothes actually are. A spokesperson for the Minneapolis Airport Police Records Office declined via email Monday to share a case report saying that it was still under open investigation. So go to the next one so people can get a real... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's look at the comments, see what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Big time TJ. So let me get this straight. The police said that they took the bag. Who took the bag? They did. Who, Who, the police? No, they did. The criminal took the bag. There was more than one criminal? No, there was just one criminal. And that criminal was working with others? No, they were working alone. 
How many people were accused of stealing? Just one. They allegedly took the bag. <laughs> How about evidence? Yes, they were seen on video surveillance. Aha, so you admit there was more than one person. No, they were alone on the flight. How many people were alone on the flight? All of them. And then, then the bag was taken from the carousel? Yes, they took the, that one bag from the carousel. How many people took one bag? Just one person. It was them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I agree with this. He he should lose his security clearance. He lacks integrity and good judgment. He li- which b- b- is this news? To him? By the way, there's there's screen names. Anita Blow. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Because I'm immature. <clears throat> he lacks integrity and good judgment. You don't say. So let's go to the next article. Uh, and this is on Alpha News. Controversial controversial energy official charged with stealing a woman's luggage at MSP. And there he is again. Sam Brenton, one of the first o- openly gender-fluid individuals in federal government leadership, was charged with felony theft last month after stealing a woman's luggage. This isn't the one I want. I want... Go, go down, see if this is the one... No, no, this is it. This is it. I'm sorry. The MIT grad went viral earlier this earlier this year when he announced his new role as the de- Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the U.S. Department of Energy. Quote, as one of the, as one of, if not the very first openly gender-fluid individuals in federal government leadership, I was welcomed with open arms into the Department of Energy all the way up to the Secretary, whom I shared the stage with in a Pride Month celebration panel just today brenton wrote on twitter at the time he said he is not a biden appoint appointee but instead was hired as a career employee in the senior executive service brenton accepted the job in february and began in june according to media reports prior to working in government brenton was an anti-conversion therapy activist who taught kink 101 workshops on college campuses, according to the National Pulse. A photo from one of these workshops shows Brenton in a dress as he stands over three males in leather dog masks. Brenton discussed his, quote, pup play fetish in a 2016 Metro Weekly article, The Pulse Reports. Quote, one of the hardest things about being a handler is that I've honestly had people ask, wait, you have sex with animals, Brenton said? They believe it's abusive, that it's taking advantage of someone who may not be acting up to a level of human responsibility. The other misperception is that I have some really messed up background, like did I have some horrible childhood trauma that made me like to have sex with animals? Britain is also a member of the sacrilegious drag queen society called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which mocks Catholic nuns with names like Sister Porn Again, Sister Chastity Bone. Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. Sister. (laughs) I wasn't going to laugh. Sister. Sister. Chastity Boner. (laughs) What does it say? Sister what? Sister Ra's erection, according to American Greatness. Brenton, who goes by the name Sister Radioactive. Come on, man. Radioactive. 
attended the group's 2021 Lavender Mass, where he paid tribute to Daddy Fauci, the Pulse reports. According to the Washington Examiner, Brenton once talked with college students about how he enjoys tying up his significant other like a table and eating his dinner on him while he watches Star Trek. He's a no, fag. While he watches Star Wars, I meant. The charges, well, then it gets into what we just covered. So, yeah, that's, is it, I mean, it's a complete mystery that this person is, is most likely a kleptomaniac. This person or, or these people? That guy. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I think that is probably one of the best this week in Democrat, and I'm sorry, in idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nudge of wackos we've ever had. He nails every single one that you Yeah, said. absolutely, dude. I think that's one of and the best. And you can probably add some to that, and he nails it. What do you think? You can you can add like kleptomaniac on there. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Klepto. H- habitual klepto pathological liar. Right? I don't know. Yeah, because he lied. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. Are you okay? Yeah. Is this your favorite? Is this your favorite edition? Yeah, I was laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> and all you had to do was talk about porn. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll close it out with this. Uh, this is uh, this is another good one. Oh my goodness! Is that sarcasm? Yeah. This is a uh, this is a uh, Twitter censor who uh, got fired from its job. It says her job, but it's if it's definitely not her. Yeah. So if it is, that's a heck of a receding hairline she has. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Yeah, so let's just give this a listen on NBC. In her San Francisco home with some moral support from her dog, Biscuit, Melissa Engel follows the rapid fire changes at her former employer. On the current path, I just, I'm really, really worried about Twitter's future. On November 12th, she learned she'd been let go first by losing access to her accounts, then an email. She says other former full-time employees have told her they had to sign an NDA to get their severance benefits. But because she was a contract worker, that doesn't apply to her, so she's speaking out. I'm not given a severance package. I can't, they can't take that away from me. And I think people need to know about this situation. The layoffs followed by an employee hey, exodus came just days before. Do you care about this situation? No. People need to know. Why do they need to know? That's a good question. That's a yeah, good question. I don't, I, I, I really don't care. He's a fag. <laughs> Is that why he needs to know? People need to know. Go ahead, Verso. Elon Musk reinstated former President Donald Trump's account Saturday evening. Cal State East Bay professor Grant Kean says the move appears strategic. Um, he gets to say that he's um, rescuing democracy and reintroducing a certain type of political discourse on Twitter, even while it overshadows for the moment some of the um, really tough news that people at Twitter have had in the past couple of weeks. You you are fake you are fake news. Well what's happening here? The folks 
Are you okay? Lucas might be on Trump's account now. Kian notes that the absence of employees like Engel who checked content will shape users' experience on Twitter. Those losses of personnel are going to be felt. Just over time, these things build up and the site will become more abusive, more extreme, and less reliable over time. So this is an extreme. So that's not extreme. So over over time... You know, it's going to shape users' experience. So you, this sick wacko right here was not shaping users' experience. Yes, you were because you were censoring speech that you didn't like completely subjectively. Like this, These people are so obtuse and disconnected, obviously. Yeah, if you looked into what he was doing at Twitter himself, Dude, if you there's looked no at, telling. If you looked at this man's hard drive, you know what I'm saying? It, it, anywhere but California, or you know what I mean? If you lived in a state that, that wasn't a pedo state, and you looked at that guy's hard drive, he'd be in prison tomorrow. They, they'd lock him up. Yeah. I noticed that you were looking at his rack reversal. <laughs> huh? Whatever. What do, you think about, what do you think about a rack, dude? You're disgusting. I, I'm disgusting. He's got whatever that is, and I'm the disgusting one. Man. He was zoomed in on it. <laughs> That's all Whatever. I'm saying. Hey, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You have a nice week. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all, and we will see you next week. Take care. That's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Because Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for radio